Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am the sentient remains of the coronavirus inhabiting Triplano, and with me as always is my tag team partner, a man who mercifully did not rent sex workers, a donkey, or a ludicrously expensive hotel room for my bachelor party, the Macho Man Drew. Andrew Leno. Yeah, I, I, I guess the, the hotel room would be the only really thing that I would, unless we went to a petting zoo. Yeah. Yeah, a petting zoo would have been fine. That is that is the appropriate way to engage with a, a donkey. Uh, so we missed an episode, uh, thanks to COVID. Yes, COVID brain. Uh, you had COVID and didn't. We didn't miss an episode due to scheduling luck. So uh, yeah, well, it's because I got COVID at Christmas where we had already banked stuff. Yeah. Yes. And I got COVID when we had not banked anything, and then it was going to try to be a late record, and then we just couldn't do it. So uh, I'm fine, uh, you're fine, and now we're here recording Bachelor Party, because I'm getting married shortly. Uh, we did we did do my Bachelor Party already, and, and thankfully you did not watch this movie first to get any great ideas. God, so, no. Uh, I will... Okay, uh, Let's get into it, and then I'll ask. I have a question for you right up the top. So, uh, we of course watched Bachelor Party, so you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the eighties. It's your donkey show. Something about your donkey show. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the eighties. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh yeah. Mega powers, yeah! When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. So, scale of 1 to 10, how afraid of this movie being just, like, brutally, incomprehensibly bad to watch were you fearing it to be? I, I, was, I was very scared, because... Okay. I had, I had hope that, like, Tom Hanks... Because, see, this was post-Splash Tom Hanks, right? I think this is 84 and Splash is 86, but I, I that could be incorrect. Okay. I, I was thinking it was like on an upswing Tom Hanks. So I was like, he's not going to sign up for like terrible stuff at this point. Like he's yeah. on an upswing. I knew it wasn't, I didn't think it was going to be great. I enjoyed a, yeah. parts of it much more than I expected to. I will say that. There's three legitimate laughs I got out of this movie, which, which shocked me. I had seen this a long time ago. Oh really? Um, and I, I yeah, it's def- this was a Comedy Central movie for sure in the in the time period where I was watching a lot of Comedy Central. This was definitely one of those, and one of the ones that they would probably slap on late at night, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I definitely had seen it in that way, but I feel like I thought this movie was a lot. I don't know if I use want to use the word raunchy here. Bluer. I don't mean it to be like. I just thought there was a lot more nudity in it, you know? Like, I was expecting a lot more naked women in this, and it's like it's like a, a tasteful amount of, of topless women. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a slightly above average count, like, count of topless women for an 80s movie. Yeah, because, I, I mean, this is a sex comedy, which is really a genre that died in uh, 1999 or thereabouts Yeah, uh, with American Pie, um, more or less. Now they make them, like, direct to DVD, I guess. But And they, they, know, sl- I, they slap the National Lampoon logo on them for some reason? A lot of them get the National Lampoon logo, yeah. So uh, is that a, co- actually, a company? Is National Lampoon, like, a legit company? Or is that just, like, a, so a, a phrase? 
I don't know the current state of National Lampoon, but National Lampoon was a humor magazine that became like enormously popular. There's actually a very, very good documentary about it. And the uh, was it was it like the same time like Mad Magazine was a thing? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, And I I believe the National Lampoon, if I'm remembering this right, is a while since I watched the documentary or the Will Forte fictionalized version, but I'm 99% sure this is right. It was the Harvard Lampoon and guys who were on the staff of the Harvard Lampoon, which is where SNL like got a lot of their people. Okay. Uh, the Harvard Lampoon begat the National Lampoon, which is those guys oh, like, gotcha. graduating and being like, "Hey, we want to keep doing what we were doing. What can we do? Oh, let's let's form a thing." So, like National Lampoon very heavily was involved with making Animal House. Well, that one has Bear. their label on. Like that's National Lampoon's Animal yes. House. Right, 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 and so. My hunch is that, like, sometime in the 80s, the Lampoon, like, the magazine dies, the one of the original founders dies, and that thing becomes just, like, a name owned by a, some giant corporation that now slaps it on top of boxes of, you know, random raunchy sex comedies that star child actors from the 90s. Yeah, whatever body thing they can, they can buy. Mostly women without heads. It's like butts, legs, breasts. Yeah, and, and never it's a face. With like, which like, if you're looking at the the scale, those are giant women. Because it's always the yeah. dude is oh, in yeah. full view, and then it's just yes. like headless. It's like the cover with of his, Gossip Girl, his, and then you stuck like Sean William Scott in the middle. The dude is making a face like what? Or like yeah, with, like, I'm pretty or cool. Friends. Or or. Na- or naked and covering his penis sometimes. Yeah. Like a, whoa, you caught me naked. And then. So yeah, you're either giant, the lead like, guy in American Pie or you are yeah. Sean William Scott in American Pie. But it's not like, I can't believe. I mean, facially, like facially, those are what they're, those are what uh, they're giving. Okay. But I can't believe this is a sentence I'm going to say and mean, but there is like some nuance to Stifler. Is that Sean William Scott? Like it's not. Yes, it is not. Now, now, let me be very clear. This is not a deeply nuanced character, but there is some. There's nuance. a there's a couple the shades on there. They, yes, it is not just you know a crayon. And I feel like the characters that these movies are just like a box of crayons, like no depth, no nuance. Just like here's of course the not. thing that you are. Um, while we're on the tangent town, uh, by the way, that should be our spinoff podcast, just the tangent. And it's just an hour long monthly Patreon update where it's just we take this stuff and that's the whole episode. And there's no yeah. there's no uh, guiding force. Uh, anyway, um, I fa- through the course of researching this movie, I was looking up Adrian Zabed, who's the best friend character. Yeah, he was in Greece, too. Uh, the one. Yes, and I, I, I found Grease too, but I was like, there's got to be something else I know this guy from, because he has like a familiar energy from I, I from thought the, the same 80s. thing. And I, I really didn't notice much that I saw him from. However, he is in a movie called Spring Break 83, which is listed without a year on IMDb. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I click on it, and the cast is like, it's him, it's Lee Majors from The Six Million Dollar Man, it's Tom, uh, John, uh, Jesus Christ. Dan Connor from Roseanne is played by John Goodman. Sorry, code brain still. Uh, John Goodman's in this movie. And then, uh, did you see, did I recommend to you Reacher on Amazon Prime? You might have. I have not watched it yet. Okay. Uh, so the lead guy from that is it. I'm looking on the things. And then I'm like, huh, this isn't as a trailer from 2010. And I watched the trailer and it's definitely the movie that 
is listed is not out yet. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those, it happens every once in a while, but just like some falling out happens during production or after production and the movie just never exists, which is less prevalent now with all the streaming services. Yeah. But this apparently was filmed in 2008 or 2009 and just has never. Oh, so it's like a, it's like, um, trick or treat kind of. Yeah, yeah, except bad, I think. Well, like, well, I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> As opposed to, like, why won't someone get it together and release this movie? You know what I mean? But yes. Uh, anyway, so I, I just, I ended up rabbit-holing that whole thing of, like, there's a fairly decent number of modern-ish movies with people that you've heard of in them that just will never be released or seen by anybody outside of their, like, one festival showing 15 years ago. Yeah, or, like, you get... It's like scrolling through the free horror movie section on like your on oh, yeah. demand. Yeah. You're like, uh, cause I was like, I was like, PJ souls was in a, a, a Hanukkah themed murder movie. Oof. And Oof. I was like, this is gotta be, I, well, I have to see. This. So I watched the trailer and it's like, looks like it was filmed on like an iPhone four. Uh huh. And immediately it's PJ souls. I was like, they know, they know what they're, how they're drawing people in. Yeah. And her first line is uh, is something akin to "It's totally been forever." And I was like, Man, "I get that, like totally." She said "totally" about Halloween, but like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's the trailer. That's what you're putting in your trailer. Uh, I would imagine that you saw all of her scenes in the movie in said trailer. No, I think she's. In, I think she, I don't think she like. She's like. In I it? think she's like in it. She's like the hostess. Wow. Okay. I thought this was like the geezer feature thing they do where like, you know, they f- they pay some old guy like, you know, a hundred grand and never get out of a chair. Yeah, no, I, I, she should be so lucky. Um, but I think she actually had to do stuff, it seems. I was going to say get her back in one of those Halloween movies, but that would be impractical. Yeah, she did die. She did. She did die. Uh, unlike Lindsay. Um, <laughs> that woman has... Andy Cohen is a hell of a negotiator, is what I'll say. <laughs> she is... She is honestly like, and I don't like, it's gonna, she has the staying power, like the relevancy of, of staying power of like a cockroach in a nuclear apocalypse, where she's just like any little thing she can cling to, to stay famous. She's she as an actress. Like, you can't. So that's the thing. She like gave up acting. Well, she's on that real. She right, gave up acting a while ago. Like she was not, she's not done things. She just does real housewife stuff, which like right, is its own right. thing. That's, that's what I was referring that's to. That's why when they were like, she's coming back. I was like, Really? That's yeah. weird because like she doesn't even talk yeah. about it. I, I haven't watched Housewives in a hundred years, but like the couple seasons I watched, there was like it opened with like, yeah, my sister and I were child actors. She did it more than I did. And it was sort of like, that's it. Yeah. I mean, that feels like the appropriate amount to do it. Like you got lucky and you were in an iconic movie, but it's not as if anybody was like, ah, you know, who's great in Halloween? Lindsay, the child. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I mean? You did a good job. You were fine. You you didn't bring anything yeah. down. It's, it, you you won the lottery just enjoy it yeah is sort of you know my my thought uh anyway i forget why we got why do we i don't even know how we uh is the mood wow adrian's med yeah yeah that was it um but i i was distracted by the national lampoon because this is not a national lampoon movie but it would be of the type of of a national lampoon there is also a bachelor party 2 directed dvd sequel. it was supposed to it apparently be exactly- a remake it it looks like it is based on the trailer and oh boy what year long 2006 2008 yeah that's a, yeah it's that's exactly. a bleak spot for movies it it looks like it looks like they rented the sets from uh everybody loves raymond and or um 
the the one with Pat Oswalt and Kevin James. Oh, King uh, of Queens. He's a Pat Oswalt, King of Queens. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a s- one scene you can find online that he just doesn't move for the whole scene. He stands completely frozen. St- it's like a house party scene. Patton Oswalt? And Patton just, yes. And Patton, like, without anyone noticing it, just stands completely still, frozen in place in front of a bowl of chips for the entire... Was he, like, like a doing a bit for scene. himself? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he was just, he stands completely frozen, like unmoving uh, you know whatever and he's only in the b- deep background so it's not something you notice until he pointed it out years later like oh i i did this and forgot about it because someone was like hey i was watching this rerun and Patton just stands there like he just stands it's like a whole scene happens like hmm. we get a cutaway to like kevin james and uh whatever scientology uh, lady uh, yeah leah remini uh, it's a Thanks, you. I was like, it's an L. Uh, they, there's like a cutaway to them in the kitchen. And you know, on that show, they had like a little window from the kitchen to the living room. Sure. You can see, you see over the shoulder and Patton is still standing frozen. Like he must have stood frozen for six hours of filming. I'm going to have to look up this clip. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it looks like they rented the sets from that show. It's just like a very generic house setting, you know, nothing, nothing interesting. And then just like the z-listest version of every character that's in this movie being like you're getting married kind of energy honestly i'm surprised sean william scott didn't get wrangled into that one i i think scott sean william scott at 2006 was like still not the height of his power but still still juice yeah it, i feel like he, he's doing the rundown with the rock in 2004 maybe is he one of those that like had a had a dramatic role that was really good and then it kind of stopped doing anything I don't think there's like a great dramatic turn from him, but he was in Goon, which is a very, very good movie, and he's excellent in it. And so it's like a comedy, but he he does a lot of carry and weight in it. Okay, it's a hockey movie, so that's that's why I saw gotcha. it. Uh, but he's he's genuinely great in that movie. Like this is not like not grading on a curve. Like the performance is excellent. Uh, I always thought he had uh, had the juice to do the dramatic stuff like you're talking about, but he's such a goofy looking person. It doesn't really make sense. Yeah. I just, in my head, there was, he had a, he, it was like, not that he, uh, not, he like pulled a, a Tatum and was like, I'm doing a dramatic thing. Yeah. I'm shifting. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm doing Fox catcher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, I, he, he, I don't know if he has like the chops for a Fox catcher, but I think he's got more charisma than, uh, you know, uh, anyway, uh, underrated. I would say sure. uh, goon is definitely worth your time. Um, Let's talk about Bachelor Party because it is 15 minutes into this podcast and we have yet to do that. Um, (laughs) uh, So we start off. It's still peak goofy boyish Hanks. It is. It's a good Hanks. Yeah. And I I, every time I see this, I'm like, boy, do I miss this? I wish you would make something like throwback. Well, I just like I I would I would, you know, sign I would sign the deal with the devil to get the Tom Hanks career trajectory of like sure yeah a lot of solid things that like genre wise span and then you kind of have a natural shift and pivot in your career and then Mm -hmm. but like generally pretty well respected from since splash i would say yeah yeah because he 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 like he does so much physical stuff in this movie that i was like oh right you used to do the like the fun the really like wacky fun stuff and then you got like sort of fun and then you were serious and then you did both and now you're old man now you're geppetto yeah exactly yeah 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 but that looks like such a piece of shit (laughs) i i watched the trailer because i was like huh yeah that's what i'm talking about the trailer i i thought it 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 honestly looked like an snl sketch to me you thought 
it, like like the quality of the uh, the wigs and the see the I thought that it. he looked fine. I was like he's good. I like the casting of Cynthia Erivo, but like enough with all the CG. Yeah, I just yeah I uh, everything about that looks like complete shit to me. But I'm an old man, I guess. But I just I was like he he looks like he's doing a funnier die sketch where it's like Tom Hanks is Geppetto, and then it's like the joke is like. Oh, what have you done to my Pinocchio? I get to my revenge. And he flips open a case and it's like 400 guns and it's Tom Hanks. I didn't quite get that, but I did. That's because I thought he looked, I was was like, oh, that's, that's not, I like what he's doing. He's like, he's a good fit for Geppetto in the, in this era of his career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Tom Hanks. I enjoy what he does. There's a really great interview with him. I just read on, uh, I think it was the New York Times weekend magazine thing, but he kind of does like A to Z for his whole career and is is really fascinating. Talks about like his approach to the craft and uh, really good interview if you like Tom Hanks. But I just, yeah, the whole time I was just like, man, like, and and he's also like, it's it's the same, uh, same thing we talk about all the time. It's just like, I just don't have a lot of interest in certain things, and he keeps doing things like that. Like he he did a sci fi movie for Apple, I thought was quite good. And oh yeah, where he had like a robot dog or something. It's uh, yeah, he's not a dog, but same principle as it. There is a real dog, and there's also a robot. Okay, that's probably what my brain was doing. But it's a, it's super sweet. It's like very castaway energy. It's, okay. it's a very sweet movie. Very nice. It's good, great performance as you'd expect. But then he's like he's playing Colonel Tom Parker in Elvis, and I'm just like, one Colonel Tom Parker is evil, and I, I don't think I want to see Tom Hanks do this type of evil. And two, like, I I just who gives a shit about? Elvis? I have no interest. I'm like Boz Lerman. <laughs> Right. Like who gives a shit? It's 2022. My my fiance's mother is like uh, a little bit older than our parents and I put an Elvis song. I put on Elvis Christmas one time I was down there at the holidays thinking like, "Oh, this will be a slam dunk." And she's like, "Who likes Elvis? Like he's before my time." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay. I get I mean, it. Like, Nobody cares." I think if you're going to throw on an Elvis Christmas in your mix, that's fine. No, I'm not. It's in, it's, I, he's I, he's I kind of the pretzel of the Chex Hardy mix, but yeah, I, I. This is not to say that I don't think an Elvis Christmas song isn't nice. Like he has a very s- nice syrupy voice. I like listening to it the same way I like listening to Michael Bublé. Like yeah. a, that's fine. I'm just saying, who gives a shit about an Elvis biopic, especially one that looks like a exactly paint by numbers, walk hard, Dewey Cox. Well, biopic. no. Here's the thing. Baz Luhrmann makes beautiful movies that are pretty empty. Like that's just what he does. Yeah. So it's gonna be a lot of that. Describes Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's like, is this going to get to the sad Elvis, like, pooping himself to death? I doubt it. Is is Elvira going to be in the movie? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, most of these things. I The only way I'm in is if they have him eat his insane sandwich, and I want to see the actor but do it's, it. It's, it's peanut butter, time. banana, bacon. No. Well, so there is, there. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> the version of it that is like the famous one um they talk about in this movie what if which i don't think is a great movie but one that i have like an irrational love for it's it's uh, daniel radcliffe and zoe kazan 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 i think it is um but they like fall for each other and the one thing that they like talk about is this sandwich which was made by a place in uh colorado and it's an entire loaf of french bread oh i have her it's peanut butter and jelly right it, it's peanut butter, jelly, and bacon. It's an entire loaf of bread, entire loaf of French bread that you then smother in butter and rebake, and then split it open. One whole jar of jelly, one whole jar of peanut butter, and an entire pound of bacon, and that is the sa- the sandwich. And then you like, don't, do you press it or no? 
You squish it down. Yeah, yeah, And they sell like a slice of it, but you can order a whole one. And allegedly Elvis and his friends were so enamored with this sandwich that one night they hopped on his jet, flew to Denver, sent a person to go pick these sandwiches up, ate them on the tarmac, and then flew home. Like never left the plane, never God, can you, you know, I, le- went Can out. you imagine that life? <laughs> they basically postmated this thing. So- Anyway, I just found that like delightfully ridiculous. So, but, like, unless we're going to see this actor whose name I do not know, uh, you know, sit there and eat that whole sandwich in one take, like Paul Newman with the fifty eggs, <laughs> I don't have any interest in the movie. But I want it, uh, no faking, no bullshit. I want to watch him eat the whole sandwich. Anyway, I don't know how we got off on that tangent, but uh, Tom Hanks is a bus driver. We're, we're, we're talking about ta- Tom Hanks' career, late. and I said I, I would. Uh, his, he yes, he had yes. a great like his trajectory is it's a nice smooth curve. Yes. Yeah. And again, like, you know, he still makes good stuff. He still does good work. There's no, there's no. Like the only bad thing I can think of that he did is Polar Express. And like, there are a swath of people who think that, who like highly regard that movie. Yes. Yes. He was also in, um, it's not Jupiter. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's Mercury Rising or something. uh, Atlas? No. Yes. Uh, Yes. Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. That's what it is. Um, and he actually, it's funny, he mentioned that movie specifically, and he was like, people did not get that movie and still don't get that movie. I stand behind it. I think it's great. So I've Isn't never there, like, seen it. Isn't there a blackface in that movie or something? There's something weird in that movie that I was, I, I heard and being like, that is surprisingly it's, late it's, for that. It's the Wachowskis. So oh, is it's it? like super weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure if the blackface thing is accurate or not. Uh, he, I do think he plays people like a sort of multiverse type thing. Yeah. So it's possible that like one version of his, him and he's black, which obviously is a weird choice, but uh, I think there's yeah, like yellow face. There's some kind of inappropriate okay. white person okay. acting. Yeah. And it's Tom Hanks. Everyone's like, eh, well, but anyway, I would just, I would give, I would give all of my box office dollars to see him do like a real manic, the burbs, like physical acting spazzy performance again. I don't, this is not shade. I don't know that he f- has his body has it in him at this point. Like he's he's an old man. <laughs> yeah, I know he's seventy something years old. But I just I think he's I want to see him do the burbs or play the Bruce Dern part or the um the evil leprechaun from Luck of the Irish slash Nazi <laughs> in Blues oh, Brothers oh, role. The part of the movie, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That was, I was I don't know that actor's I, name, but yeah. you'll get this reference. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the <laughs> oh, this podcast is in a different language. Um, <laughs> I feel like the audience anyway. got that one. I, I gave two solid references for this performer. We are 62 miles from the train tracks, and uh, we haven't... The train literally, like, it, it turned on and then off, so it just rolled... Past, like, the, the whole... The, the, You've heard of runaway train. You've heard of gently coasting. (laughs) Now here, gently coasting train. (laughs) Yeah, the train was like, and then just like rolled. So like it is because it's on a slight downgrade. It has moved somewhat out of the station, but that is it. Uh, So we got full spastic Tom Hanks. He's driving a bus. He picks up a bunch of kids. He's dressed like a modern day queerdo. Yeah, it is an odd. His outfits this whole movie are pretty, pretty like something you would wear, I feel. A modern day queerdo. Yeah, well, I, I didn't know what that word meant and if it was okay for me to say it. So I just said something I felt yeah. comfortable with. 
but he's he's driving a bus. He's kind of like flirting with the nun who definitely is like sick of his shit, but also kind of finds him charming, which is a nice place. Yeah, to- like she could have fi- fired him at this point. Absolutely. Uh, and I like, you know, the kids are, it's a full on hooligan bus. There's like a kid shooting dice, which is delightful. Like how they. He has a, a topless know. hula dash or dash yes. hula. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love the him calling back to that kid. Like, don't forget the house gets 10%. Yeah, I feel like his energy in this opening moment has a, a similar thing that I cannot place. That I'm like, oh, there's another act, like another role that someone else did that reminds me of this, and I cannot place it. Oh, interesting. It's like a very I playful, like, this- like everyone likes this kid, this guy. Yeah, yeah, it's a Ferris Bueller energy. Yeah, like this easily could have this movie could have easily pivoted to be like all about his relationship with the kids. Like he has yes, to help them yeah, save sure. the rec center or something. Yes, 100%. 100%. So we got Adrian Zemed now. We, th- we do like a rundown, basically. We get the opening the of The Hangover. Movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, The Hangover owes this movie like every single a lot, yeah. it's ever earned, by the way. <laughs> it is it is 100% just this movie. So yeah, we see, but this woman, we meet Adrian Zemed and he's working the JCPenney portrait studio. And this, like for mostly babies, and this woman walks up with her baby and her blouse is undone to like a point where humans don't wear their clothes like that. Yeah, uh, I, uh, counterpoint. I was in a Walmart six months ago returning something, and a woman walked in with her blouse unbuttoned this much, and one breast was just fully not in the shirt. And I was like about to say something, and then I was like, "Nope, not my business. I cannot help here. I do not want to be like the 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 part of this where it turns into well, why are you looking at it? Is just like too much to bear. That's she fair. Looked very angry, and I was just like, can't do it. Uh, cannot get involved. I you can't save everybody. That's fair. And I'm not saving you. But yeah, her her boss is like, super un like again not like way beyond what a human wears and then two seconds later it's, it's, it's even if, further it's undone if, and i was like what happened it's as if she had a button down shirt on and only buttoned like the three buttons by the waist yeah and then stopped do you go top down or bottom up on a button down shirt um i do bottom up so i know i don't miss a button oh interesting okay i do top down for the same reason well do you see i don't button all the way up right i i just hold that one and then i go to gotcha the yeah one. so i just go from the bottom up because yeah. i Okay, this is like a like a a big de- online debate thing I saw years ago. There was one. There's another one about socks. Like, do you put on socks before? It was. Do you put on socks oh, like before? Uh, of operations. I think it's like socks before pants or like socks before underwear. I so, socks before underwear seems like a choice. Socks before pants is not that weird to me. Like either or, there seems fine. Yeah, I mean, so is buttoning your shirt from the bottom or the top. Like they're both. Not well, a, if you not, put, not if weird. You, if you if you if you get naked out of the shower and walk to the clothes and are like first the socks, I'm like really that's the that's an odd choice to me. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Anyway, she's like inexplicably so into him, and I get that he's got like a cute boyish. I mean, I'm into him. I'll be honest. I I but yeah, I mean, look, if he was spitting a little game, it's totally fine. But this woman has a child. <laughs> well, she says that she's separated. And his first. Right. The first question is you separate and he's like, great, I'm going to try to get in your pants. And he's like, at one point, he like lays the kid down. He's like, you sleep. And then he gets in a second picture. And she does it's like a delightfully absurd. It, 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 it. So like, again, this movie has weird rules that like we don't super know because she's yeah. not like in any normal world. If a, if the photographer gets into your photos, it's like, huh? 
even in comedy world, that's normally like they'd be like, uh, this is sort of a family photo, but she's just like, well, yeah. okay. Yeah, she's into it. And then Tom Hanks like gets in the photo as well, and just is like this disheveled man shows up, and she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. You both can. Then we uh, we we meet the guy from Seinfeld who was in. Uh, he was okay. So it's the episode where Jerry is doing stand up and is going to meet the friends to watch. No, no, the the episode is about the stand up. It's not the cutaways. Okay, it's like he he's doing like two late night sets and then he's going to meet his friends at the movies. And he's he's a really bad comedian who like gets in the cab with Jerry and is like offering him suggestions the whole time. He kind of does this like melodic talking thing. I don't I remember really this do episode. I remember an episode where like Jerry crashes a car into a pool because he's doing stand up shows. No, no, no. This this is like it's it's a going to the movies episode. It's one of the a couple of Seinfelds that are about like going to the movies. And this one is Jerry is like tr- rushing to meet his friends, and he goes and he's at the wrong theater, and the guy is like, "Well, I'm still in the cab. Come with me. We'll check the other theater, Jerry." Th- okay, this is sounding more familiar now. He's super annoying in the episode. Like he, the- welcome to ninety five percent of not of character of any character in a fi- in a Seinfeld episode. This I would put among the most annoying, you know, just like why go away. Uh, anyway, the he mechanic? drinks a can of motor oil. Yes, yeah. And his role in this movie seems to be scream women out loud as much as possible. Yeah, it's not. And like, I don't know. He seems like a funny guy. I feel like you could give him more to do. That's still within the Absolutely. realm of the character you've created. That's not just yeah. One, he's a caveman. Right. Have you been to a bachelor party with this guy? Because I have, and it's I've sucks. been to two bachelor parties. <laughs> okay. Well, I Yours and our other brothers. <laughs> well, I went to one once, and um, the <laughs> the there was a guy like this, and I had, like, tried to talk to him earlier. I was just trying to be friendly and, like, very quickly. It was, was like, it like, it's like a one-night thing, right? You, you, mm-hmm. This yeah. wasn't a weekend event. This was an overnight sitch. I think we did, like... Got left early Saturday, did like uh, some daytime activities, might have been like paintball, and then like went to a house we had rented and then hung out there kind of thing. And like, as we're at this house we rented, people were like, oh, we're going to go to a strip club. And I was like, all right. And then like about half the people didn't want to go. And I was like, great. (laughs) Like, then I don't have to go. Like, I'm not going to be the one guy, but I would love to not do this uh just have no interest and then that plan sort of fizzled for a number of reasons and then there was like two or three people that were like really aggressively like trolling craigslist to try to get a woman to come over and then like like a sex worker woman or a stripper woman the the, (sighs) because also growing up i I feel like it was always strippers at a bachelor party i never i feel like there wasn't a lot of sex workers at bachelor party jokes and stories yeah so my assumption is that this person was going to come over for the purposes of stripping and then open to whether whether or not they're open to other paid activity i don't know and i don't want to besmirch this person right maybe 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 they maybe they was just they thought they were renting a stripper but they were like really really pushing this and there was very clearly no interest and it was like it would come was, up and were either of these people the person getting married <laughs> no okay no 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 then you surrender uh, 
Yeah. And so they like, they brought it up. No, no dice. They brought it up. No dice. And at this point, like we're sitting around outside, we're smoking cigars. It's like a very nice summer evening. People are just shooting Chill. shit. We're drinking. People are doing whatever. And it's just like keeps coming up and keeps coming up. And finally it's like after 11 and I, I just, I had been drinking of course. And I was just like, Nobody fucking wants to pay for a stripper, man. Like, read the room. You have tried this so many times. There is no interest here. Look around. No one wants this. And very clearly, I hurt this person's feelings, and they went inside. And I, like, I was, like, a fringe member of this bachelor party. I was not in the wedding party. I was not, like, you know, I was, yeah. I was not, I was, I was, I was like, oh. You were a friend of the groom, I assume, though. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. But like, you know, I was invited along as like, oh, I'm just going to have a bunch of my guy friends. And well, I been like, you weren't like a friend of a friend. Like, you weren't like, no, 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 no. I'd be no, my buddy on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I turned to my friend and I was like, did I just fuck up? And he's like, well, I'm glad you said it because I was getting annoyed. And I was like, okay, at least it's two to 20. You have know? you seen this person since? The ratio was. Yeah, it never, we never mentioned it again. Oh, I was just curious if like, this oh, was oh, like, oh, oh, have I seen the stripper person? Yeah. Never see, never, no, I was like, I'm never going to see this guy again. There's like no world in which I ever see this person again. I'm just, I can't deal with this anymore. Shut up. You're, you're ruining the night. And he now manages a strip club. Yeah, he does. It's a massive success story. And again, I don't like, I don't care if other people want to go. It's like, it's like if the vibe of the party, like if the first time it had come up, he'd have been like, hell yeah, I would not have been a weird wet blanket. Like, oh, you guys are doing something inappropriate. Like I I would have not, it would have not been part of that at all. That's not what I was just like, read the room, Derek. Nobody wants this. His name was not Derek. I don't remember his name. Yeah, no, I I I get you. I truly, it could have been Derek and I just doxed the person, (laughs) but I do not remember. But uh, we get all the guys together. We do this like montage. We meet everybody. We, you know, the one friend Gary is a ticket broker. Who's a, a Rudy does a, 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 a Halloween a, ha- a, a spirit Halloween Frank Oz. Oh, I thought spirit Halloween Frank Oz was the hotel manager. No, I thought Gary was the spirit Halloween Frank. Oz. He got the glasses and the and the, I, the fryer tuck I, and the mustache. I, I I thought Gary was spirit Halloween Woody Allen. Well, I don't know what I, I, we don't have even a picture of him in your head vaguely, but like, he's such, he's just such a gross, a gross, gross that I'm like, I don't need (laughs) that point of reference. That's fine. Uh, anyway, uh, they all get together. They go to this, the, the one friend works at a restaurant. They, they, they go and meet up with him. They're drinking beers. Hey guys, I'm getting married. Two things that I find very funny in, in, Well, several, but in movies, no one ever like suspects that someone's getting married. It's always a surprise to everyone. Like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't know if the kayfabe of movies is such that like Tom Hanks and this woman have only been dating for thirty days. You know, it well, he says like we're getting, I'm like, getting married in less than two weeks, and I was like, hold the fucking phone. Like, yeah, I know the wedding yes. industrial complex has ruined a lot of things, but was it yes. that short in 1980? Whatever. I, you know, it's like. When you see the venue at the very end, I was expecting it to be much more like the country club. Yeah. Like the parents owned. So it was like, there's no worries about getting a date. Like they just booted somebody else's wedding for theirs or something. Yeah. I feel like, because I feel like six months is a pretty standard, like proposal to wedding. I I think that's actually on the short end. A year is the standard now. Yeah. But that's what I mean. mean, Like like six months is a a pretty, a normal wait length of time. So like him being like, I'm getting married in a week and a half. I was like... Our 
Ours was eight months, and about half the people I told when they told him the date were like fall out of the chair surprised. So I think I think longer is pretty normal now. But agreed. How would you not have told your friends like that you proposed whenever that happened? Yeah. But it's always it's always a genuine shock to everyone involved. Often the woman being proposed to just dead stunned uh, shock. And two, the amount of standing weekly obligations that people have set up with their friends. Oh my in god! The movie world. He has. Two weekly events with and a jokey third one that I was like, "Is this a like a joke about a a real thing you do?" He says that they wear each other's underwear on Sundays, which I just took as like a nonsense thing. But I was like, "Does it?" But like, I was like, "Is that a joke?" Because you do hang out on Sundays or whatever, right? Yeah, I was like, right. And then he was like, "Every Friday we'll do this. Every Tuesday we'll still go bowling." And I was like, "Yeah, no, Mary." And then the other one, and this doesn't come up until much later in the movie, but he asks his brother for advice. And married dudes at movies are the most miserable fucking. They're the ones who buy those stupid fucking t-shirts. The like, my wife sucks t-shirt. And I'm always just like, I don't know if this is like the one positive. I lost 150 pounds. I got a divorce. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I guess this is like the one positive that uh, the movie lesson that movies taught a younger generation, which was that like maybe wait and marry somebody you're sure that you like spending time with, as opposed to just like yeah, whatever, we're in love, let's do it. Yeah. Because it just seems like every movie that's like oh, everyone hates everyone, <laughs> All, every married couple is miserable and hates each other. Yeah, yeah, it's awful. Yeah, I just it's just ludicrous to see. It's just like, oh no, my uh, the old ball and chain. Like after two months, you're gonna look at your phone book and, and imagine all the women you could be sleeping with. And it's like, hasn't it been like a long time that you were with this woman that you Yeah, like shouldn't to? you know? You haven't <laughs> should shouldn't you have been flipping through your little black book like after several months of dating as opposed to when you've decided to make it legally permanent? It's it's not a simple thing to get married, like legally no. or so, like socially. Like there's a lot of fucking paperwork. Yeah, and if you're changing I your name, to, forget about it. Yeah, I had to go to a different city and go to the courthouse and get documents, and I had to bring a lot of backup documents. And you, I don't know if you still do. You used to have to get a blood test. We did not in Maryland, but you do in some states. Actually, you know what? No. So in guys and dolls. They go to shit. They go to Maryland. They go to a city in Maryland that I can't remember. It was ingrained in my head because we did that show senior year, and it was they were going there specifically because they didn't have to get the blood test. I think. I don't. I think there's no waiting period. You can get married immediately. Maybe that's what it was. I don't. I, it's it's like Vegas style. I believe is the gimmick. That was that, twelve years ago. So. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Uh, so we he he's like we're getting I'm getting married boys we're having a bachelor party everyone gets excited about the bachelor party we meet uh, Tony Katane who became famous for doing music videos and then branched into acting uh, she's the bride to be she's got a lot of um, Elizabeth Shue meets Kelly who the the uh, sexy Mary Poppins LeBrock. from Weird Science are you are you talking about Weird Science yeah Kelly LeBrock Kelly LeBrock. She's got like a lot of. Sh- I forgot. I forgot that we turned weird science into Mary Poppins, and so my brain was like, "Oh, he must be in Kelly LeBrock," and then it was like error four hundred four file not found. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, rah, rah, rah. um, she's got Elizabeth Shue meets Kelly LeBrock, like visually, I find, and like energy wise. Mm-hmm. I get that. If this role had more to do, I feel like they would have gotten an actress like that. No offense intended yeah, to. It- 
it was it was Kelly McGillis from Top Gun, and then they fired her because she's not sexy enough. That's the actual quote I, of the IMDb trivia. I saw that, which is like Jesus H. <laughs> Truly ludicrous. The woman's in this movie for uh, twenty minutes. Yes, yeah, you, and she doesn't even take her top off. In. Like, yeah, I know it's who like what, what yeah. I, uh, she's also in a movie that like very likely stay tuned called Witchboard. That I, I think saw that was, it looks fun. Kind of a hoot. Yeah, I've I've seen it. I watched it this year for my horror watch, and I was like, mm, I probably should have waited. This is a podcast episode. Um, there's a great line from her best friend that's like, I can't believe you're getting married. It seems like only yesterday I was teaching you how to give a blowjob, and everybody in the store stops. It's at that moment around. that the sound cuts out. The sound system cuts out. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, there's a lot of Family Guy esque jokes. Another sh- another show that owes a lot to this movie is like yeah. the cutaway gag is 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 very Family Guy sort of Zucker Brothers esque. Because she works at the Neon Jean, which is a store I would totally go to. Yeah, it's yeah a lot of fun music, a lot of cool clothes. Kind of there's some accidentally sexy dressing rooms. <laughs> accidentally sexy dressing rooms. I don't know if it was an accident. No, it was. That's what because the girl the the girl's idiot cousin put in the doors. That's what that's oh, what she right, says. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you're right. I miss. Yep, I, I apologize. Because there's a, there was a store in there was a gay clothing store in New York that like had thinly frosted glass as their dressing rooms because it was like underwear and like sexy things. So you could like yeah, kind of. It wasn't like clear. It wasn't clear, but it was frosted to be like is that, that's yeah. kind of tantalizingly sexy. Yeah, and it, I was like, it reminds me of that. Except this was a whole butt that was out, <laughs> like a shower door, right? Kind of, yeah. That- so we go home, Hanks is coming. Oh, someone was shoplifting, clearly. and I thought it was going to be a bigger moment than it was. Oh, really? I totally missed There's that. There's a woman like a with, like, a, like a, an Ikea bag-sized bag. Like, the blue Ikea uh-huh. bag. It's a re- And it's a bright red bag, and she's, like, her friend and her, like, looking around, and she's stuffing things into this bag. And I was like, oh, is this going to be, like, a bit? Like, is this a character? No. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. That's really funny. a very small background bit. <laughs> now, the friend who makes the blowjob observation, is that the one who's eating the cat food later? I think so. She's like the 80s okay. party girl, TM. Yes. She doesn't seem that stupid in this scene. So later they show her like eat literally eating cat food out of a cat bowl. Then maybe it wasn't. And her. I was like, okay. Cause I, I couldn't figure out I the way that we'll get there in a, we'll get there. But the, the I I was trying to peg it back to this scene. But anyway, we get uh Tom Hanks cooking and clearly he has no idea what the hell he's doing. Uh, just randomly putting things in pots and turning where is this movie to supposed levels. to take place? Do we know? Like citywide? Yeah, it's not New York. It certainly looks like California. Okay, because again, a giant um, apartment. Yes, I mean massive. It's like a huge loft. You know, t- entire top floor of this building. He has like cubes of beef in a pan, and he doesn't have any uh, burners left, so he just starts blow torching them. And I was like, oh wow, this is like kind of prescient. A lot of people are. This is like a, a thing people do now. Yeah. Like the the sous vide thing, a lot of people are like, "Oh, the ultimate steak! You got a blowtorch!" And I'm like, "All right, calm down. <laughs> this is ridiculous." I mean, I do want a good crust, but yeah, uh, yeah, I agreed. I love a good crust, but a blowtorch seems a bridge too far. Um, but truly unhinged cookery. My favorite part of which he's like, "Which spice are we going to add?" And he closes his eyes and picks up the paprika and is like, "It's Mr. Paprika," and just puts it on everything and then just like kind of throws the jar. I feel like I only use paprika for deviled eggs. <laughs> Oh, I use paprika all the time. It's just crushed. It's just uh, dried bell pepper. I know, but like my my go to, like a garlic onion, uh, like garlic powder, onion powder, are like two of my go my go my go tos. I never add, think about add paprika. paprika to, add paprika to that mix, baby. It's a good it's a good spice. You'll like it. Step your game up. 
Pretty much anything you put those two things on, you can put paprika on with no ill will, no repercussions. Uh, smoked paprika, also very fun if you want to get a little. We might have of, that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> insane gag where he's like, "I hope you like potato salad. I made it extra crunchy." I like that. Like that was funny. It, it's it's a good joke, but if they're actually eating this, I have a lot of questions. Well, I wonder if they were. I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be like a baked potato that he put in the salad bowl. It looked raw. It was a raw-looking potato. Because I love that. That joke is funny. Like, this movie has a, yeah, a lot was, of little jokes. That I'm like, that's solid. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 cleverer than it has any right to be, for sure. Exactly. The writer uh, who I exhaustively IMDb'd and then didn't write anything down uh, has written other stuff that makes it less surprising when you see that. But uh, I will have to Google him while we're while we're talking here. He, uh, he, they, they're basically like, this food is terrible. You've done a, you've done a bad job. And it's like, yeah, of course you have. Like I, I randomly chose spices and, and just, you know. And then she's upset about things. the bachelor party because yes. that's, it's just she so She goes annoying. right to hookers. Huh? She goes right to hookers. Yes. Which is baffling. Because again, I, I thought stripper was like the common joke about a bachelor party. I didn't know that that was like a thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard it before. Oh, he's the director of of Real Genius. Oh, is that the we Val Kilmer, Kilmer. we did for the podcast? Uh, and also, <laughs> this is I forgot I didn't I should have written this anecdote down. So he was uh, married to Amy Heckerling. He oh shit! Johnny Dangerously. Uh, he's not credited on it, but he worked on Johnny Dangerously. Married Amy Heckerling, director of Wait, is, is Heckerling uh, clueless? No, but is she related to Johnny Dangerously? She, I believe, uh, directed that. Really? Hold on, I'm checking. Maybe she just was in production. That's involved. I don't know why I could. I couldn't yeah. think of the word involved. She, she, um, she directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah, as well. So she directed two of the like best seminal high school movies. Yeah, yeah. She did direct Johnny Dangerously. So also another stay tuned. She directed uh, European Vacation, which uh, was yeah, she's she's a badass. Movie. And then she did two of the uh, Look Who's Talking movies and then kind of took a long, long break. She also directed a movie I've never seen, but it stars Alicia Silverstone and... Um, Kristen Ritter as vampires? Kristen Ritter as vampires, yeah, which I was intrigued by. It's it's not... I've, I've tried a couple of scenes. It's, it's no good. It's not great. And I love both of those Here, actresses, which was a bummer. Here's the part that I was like, oh my gosh, this is some soap opera shit. So... Uh, they they he works on Johnny Dangerously uncredited. They get married. Um, they divorce in 1990 after they make Look Who's Talking Two together. I guess that movie just like killed their relationship. I mean, eh. uh, but they had a kid together, and it turned out years later, like as she was she was a like full grown person. Like maybe she wasn't an adult, but uh, turns out that actually the daughter was the biological child of Har- Harold Ramis, who had had an affair <gasps> with. Amy Heckerling and fathered somebody, fathered this child and did not know about it. And he was, she was, I was just like, holy shit, Harold Ramis. Oh my God. Harold Ramis. There was like, there was a DNA test done when she was much older and it was like, turns out not your child. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that is a story that I was like, wow, is there more details about this? No. Where's that fucking Hulu miniseries? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
So Tony Katane's like, hey, you can't have any hookers there. And he's like, yeah, why would I have hookers there? Like, what? And it, 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 the movie doesn't treat it as a ludicrous question. It's like, nah, just I'll tell them no hookers. And it's like, you have to tell them no yeah, hookers? Yeah, like, who are you friends with? <laughs> it's Every movie about people getting married seems to have an element of, ah, oh, well, we must make the man run a... <laughs> infidelity gauntlet before he gets married to prove his value like and it's jesus like, if you have to test it this hard perhaps you just need to marry someone else yes also society if every movie and media you put out is like men are disgusting cheating pigs who have who have strippers at their bachelor party yeah yeah you're basically filling your house like like filling your house with gasoline and lighting it on fire yeah. and then being like i can't believe this fire's happening like yeah, you're exactly. setting up everything like no shit that men are the worst. Right, right. I do like I do like the gag here where he chases her with the egg beater. I, that was cute. That was like, very cute. Cute, cute couple moment. They have good chemistry together. Uh, she's not on the screen very much, but they have good chemistry. I thought I did that drunk at a college party once. I was at a house party. Chase, uh, chase someone with an egg beater, and I found I found one of those swirl because I I I don't think we we had one growing up. And I, oh yeah, we did. Mom loves that thing. She makes eggs with it every time we are all at the house together. Now. But I, I, but that's in like an OXO one. That's not a, like okay. it's a new one. And I was, I've always like seen them in movies. And I like saw it at the party, and I was like, <gasps> and so it became my toy to like run around and like. <laughs> <laughs> that that is the uh, the extent of their practical use. Yeah, pretty much making eggs for twelve, making eggs for twelve people simultaneously, and chasing people. Mm-hmm. Maybe whipping cream, if you were doing that by hand. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, it's pr- it's probably less work than a whisk to do it with that. Uh, the brother, we meet the brother here. He's who I thought was Harold Ramis class. for a second. Speaking of Harold Ramis, he does he does have a Ramisy energy. Yeah, uh, but this he's a classic. Don't get married. Don't get married, guy. Which is just the worst. Yeah, because he is married. Yeah, to Wendy Joe. Have yes. some fucking uh, respect. He's married to uh, Marty McFly's sister. Who, like, she? I wish she got more work before she passed away. She's, she's so she's good in good everything energy. I see her in. Yeah, I, I. She has a good. She brings a good heat, and I. I it's weird to me. I, I. I'm truly. I'm sure what it is is like she's not conventionally attractive, and therefore was useless to Hollywood at the time, which she was. But like, used. she could have easily been the '80s. Like Melissa McCarthy in in Melissa McCarthy's early sure. days, which because she has that like sure. I don't give a sh- like yeah I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be goofy and unattractive as I'm punching a man and like doing and yeah. like flipping around the world like she's so the, good the at physical comedy. Ki- the part where she kicks Tom Hanks's brother's ass at the end of the movie is genuinely one of the funniest parts of it. It's yeah, good. she does a bunch of wrestling moves. It's great. Like I, I was expecting her to get a, a folding chair. Yeah, it's that type of energy. No, I agree. She's she's very talented and, and criminally underused. I also like the scene where like Hanks is being an, a maniac and like running around the waiting room and the brothers chase that, him. That was the scene and, where I know I was like, oh right, Tom Hanks used to be like a very physical actor. Yeah, and I, I was I was stunned. This doesn't end with like he's my brother, folks. He was just being goofy and Tom not Hanks, at all. I, I wanted him to do that, and then Hanks to run back in. No, I'm not his brother. You know what I mean? Like to, to kill it. Yeah, I, you would think that the, the doctor would want to, like, assuage his patients in some way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we cut to, to Hanks and the, the wife-to-be, Debbie, are playing tennis with Debbie's parents, who are old fuddy-duddies. So it's like, okay, we got our slobs versus snobs set up. But also, Hanks, Hanks is an asshole, I will say. He is. I like Tom I Hanks. Just, it, He's an asshole. 
it's funny, but it's a huge day. Like the first one is funny. The second one, I'd be like, all right, fuck you, buddy. Cause he, he, like he, they're playing tennis and he lines up like he's taking a home run swing and just jacks a ball into outer space, which don't be wrong. Very fun to do with a tennis racket. Yeah. If you have the means, highly recommend it. But the second time the guy's like, all right, you're not supposed to hit it that hard. Cause yeah, the, 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 her father even like, you can tell he doesn't like Tom Hanks, but he's like, Hey buddy, yes. you don't have to hit it that hard. Like, mm-hmm. he's, like, not mean yet. And then Tom Hanks right. responds by being, like, <laughs> and he just, like, whacks it over the fence again. And he's, it's, like, if you don't want to play tennis, just don't go play tennis. Don't, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's a pretty easy invitation to turn down, I feel. Like, oh, my parents want to play tennis. Cool, I don't like that. <laughs> Let's not do We'll that. go over and have lunch and, like, lay by the pool and go swimming, but, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I love the, the neighbor. The second one hits this neighbor in the head and there's like 30 tennis balls on the lawn, which means Hanks has been doing this all day long. And he goes, one day I'm going to burn down their tennis court. It was just such a good. Guy. It was the perfect response. Yeah. So we cut to Hanks having the talk with the dad. And I at first was really shocked because this is, is very much being like my daughter can make her own choices. I think you're a piece of shit, but. I can't control what she does. I wouldn't want to, but I'm telling you, like, you're no good for my daughter. You should do the right thing and walk away from her, Mm -hmm. which sucks. But I thought it was going to be much more of like patriarchal bullshit. And I was kind of like, oh man, like this is shockingly. And then like four minutes later, it's like, oh no, it's just patriarchal bullshit in a different, different way. I know. It's he 100% doesn't think she can make the right choice and doesn't want her to do that. We meet the cousin, who is uh, Debbie Harmon, who was in Used Cars. Uh, uh, oh, was she? Some time ago, she was the the lead, the uh, opposite Kurt, Kurt Russell. Okay, she's like very jaded uh, in this movie. Yeah, she's the cousin who hates men, except turns out is kind of a kinky freak. She it reminded me so. Jack and I are watching Wayward Pines on Hulu, which was mm-hmm. a show from like mm-hmm. 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I I uh, recently listened to those audiobooks, which are awesome for a long drive. It's, really good. And then I watched the show, and I was like, "This is hot garbage." Oh, really? I liked it. How, did you get to the second season? We're in the middle. We're almost done it. Well, the second oh, season's season not two? the books. Yes, it is. That's not. I I thought I read online that the first five episodes of the first season are one book, and the last five are books two and three. Uh, the first season's pretty drastically different from the book, but then season two is just the same show again with Jason Patrick instead of Matt, Matt Dillon, which is a huge downgrade. A huge downgrade. But like, we already also know everything now, so it's different. Yeah. Um, but the, um, the secretary, I'm in both seasons, she plays the secretary. She's the redhead who was in Men in, the opening of Men in Black, Edgar's wife, and she was Elaine's roommate. Yeah, um, she was also on SNL for like a minute. She, she was? was bus driver. In, yeah, she's also the bus driver in Forrest Gump. I can't remember her she, name. I did so not know she was she the bus driver in Forrest name. Gump. Yes, there are pictures of her in the Bubba Gump shrimps nationwide. She seems like a good sport. She's I her name is unusual and it's this is going to drive me insane. But anyway, we've given people 19 roles so you know who we're talking know who about. We're talking about um the the cousin reminded me and i think it's probably because she's fresh in my mind because we're watching wayward pines um but i was like she reminded me of her the the same kind of energy of like a character actor who's specific and really memorable yeah yeah uh yeah she's very good and then like the the big turn at the end i thought was funny as well so she she gets a little bit to do here yeah um the ubermensch arrives 
just after Tom Hanks tells his the parents, don't worry, she's super fertile and I am too. We're going to pop out a bunch of babies for you real quick, which I found very funny. Uh, this is Cole. He's the, the antagonist of the movie. He's like the perfect He's man. the Billy Zane. He's one of the daughter. Yes, this is the, the Zapka. Zapka, thank you. Yes, yeah. I mean, maybe a Billy Zane, but Zapka is more, uh, more likely. Uh, so I went to his, I was like, he looks very familiar. So I went to his Wikipedia and like, Sometimes you look at Wikipedia and you're like, who wrote this? Because this is a weird, this is weird. It, I have a hunch that the answer is whatever this guy's name it is. Seem, but it, it doesn't seem, it seems more like his agent wrote it more than him. Oh, or his mom. Yeah, because he's. it's like he's best known for playing the Cole in Bachelor Party, period. He also had a cameo as in Spaceballs as the sand cruiser driver. And I was like... Huh? You don't get to have a cameo unless you're very famous. Yeah, a cameo is I'm a famous person here for a half a day's work. Right. And they worked around my schedule. Right. Yeah. You you were just working. You were a featured extra. Yeah. Uh so he he tra- the he and the dad conspire and it's like get him to leave Debbie and you know He's really good in the, marry he, her. Honestly, I mean this is a, a I feel like this is an easier role, but like he's yeah. good. He's easy yeah, to hate. I think he's I yeah, he does a good Easy job. Easy on the eyes. But he he corners Tom Hanks and is like, I'll give you five grand. Tom Hanks is like, no, then it's 10. And then it's 10 plus kitchen appliances, tools, and a set of tires. He's basically playing Showcase Showdown. Yeah, and it's like, this man doesn't have a car. He's driving his school bus as his primary vehicle. Like, he doesn't want tires. I did think that was funny that Tom Hanks's car is just the bus. Yeah, that... that Every time I see that in the movie, it's still funny. Uh, so the dad it goes on the, the, the full court press and is like, this man's no good for you. You shouldn't marry him. It's like right before they're about to leave for the day. Cut to they're in bed at night. And it's kind of a nice sweet moment that kind of establishing the relationship where she's stressed out and can't sleep. And he's giving her like a back rub and trying to, you know, get her to soothe her. And it's it's not like... The, the way I expect this to play would be like him trying to get in her pants here. And it's like, no, she's stressed. I'm trying to make her a little less stressed. You know, it's very nice. I thought. Yeah. It was a very sweet moment. Um, and then <laughs> this is the part where the movie gets weird because he appears to be dropping her off at like pre-dawn at the parents' house for the bachelor party. I thought it and was. Then, I th- Well, dawn is the beginning of the day. What's the end of the day one? Yes. Dusk. Dusk. I thought it was dusk. Okay. Twilight. It's. It f- Maybe it was IRL Dawn filmed to play Dusk or something like that. Yeah. But it just, it it felt like morning light, not evening light to me. And I was like, why is he leaving at 5.40 a.m. for his bachelor party? Like, what a weird, weird choice. Because then they're all on the bus and they get to the hotel. And your your thing is much more logical than mine. That it's just, it's one long night. But it just, mm-hmm. it felt like Dawn to me. And I was very confused. Also, the whole like surprise guest at the bachelor party, completely ludicrous move. Like, don't invite some stranger. Some, from yeah, my someone past. we haven't talked to in years. <laughs> I, I I determined who I want to spend this weekend with. Thank you very much. Although, good gag on this guy where he's riding some stranger's suitcase. That was funny. It's it's interesting because when his character first came in, I was like, oh, this is a gay coded character. Like. He's oh, he's mincing around like it's yeah. this is weird. Uh, I thought we were gonna get the punchline of like, well, I I would get married if I could. Wink. Yeah, yeah. 
No, he's just deeply clinically depressed like uh, John Cusack in Better Off Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Spends the whole movie trying to kill himself. Uh, so we got the... They set up that there will be like shenanigans later with this cost elk costume because it's like the elk beer distributors convention. Yeah, I thought it was just an elk club, and then they're like, "It's the elk beer so distributors," I. and I was like, "Why not?" I'm sure. I guess maybe the elk's club is litigious. I don't know. But like, if it's going to be the beer distributors, like, shouldn't that like? Why is there not a scene where they steal beer? Yeah, kegs, steal kegs. Well, like, but there should be a bit of like we're out of beer, and then it's like, oh, isn't this a beer distributors convention? And then they like do like a hijinksy beer bit, and they steal beer. I, I feel would like that. No brainer. Uh, uh, but also, we get two people in a mule costume, which or elk costume, which is like, well, I bet that comes back later. Uh, so they send uh, f- fake Frank Oz to procure some sex workers for the night, and he's like being. And a different fake Frank Oz is the hotel manager who's like, now you kids don't get up to any ruckus noise making in my hotel. Well, so that so this is actually the hotel. I'll jump to the hotel guy because this movie makes really good use of cl- a bit of clap, a group of people clapping for someone like gently clapping, yes, yes. which I yeah. didn't realize was something I needed to start like doing in my life because <laughs> it is a good bit. It's a group of people and he's like. I don't remember how you phrase it. Like, do you know who I am? Or like, I'm the hotel manager. And they're all like, oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And later when Cole shows up, Tom Hanks introduces him and everybody does the little clap. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's like this bit. very lovely bit. bit. I'm like, that's good. this might be my new thing. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. Um, uh, I really I really love Adrian's a man at the door being like, gentlemen, start your boners. It's like truly the weirdest thing you could say to Straight dudes are real gay. Friends. Yeah, yes, absolutely. I don't know if they know and it, then, but they're real gay. And then, and then opening the door. Oh, they they're aware. Uh, and then opening the door, there's a banner that says "Happy Bachelor Party," and I was like, "Wow, my friends and and bro- brothers are really slacking." I didn't have any banner. I don't. Do they make they make like same penis <laughs> banners Ad- for 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 Adrian, bachelorettes? But Adrian Zamed clearly made this banner. Yeah, he finger painted. Um, he one hundred percent did. But yeah, so they sent fa- f- fake Frank Oz to procure sex workers, but he's being tailed by Cole, um, yes. who, as soon as fake Frank Oz leaves, he goes over, he's like, oh, that's my friend. Here's the real address we want to send the ladies to. Uh, it's it's a special secret for the for the bachelor. And I was like, this feels like we should verify a few things, but I guess there's no way to do that in this line of yeah, work in I, this era. I, I also like that, like how casually people thought of pimps for fictional characters. It was like, they're just like, oh, it's just a fun flamboyant man whose job is to basically own women and force them to do sex acts. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Definitely a fun character. The but, the, but, the women, but the sex worker women, they are something to be mocked and laughed at. Yeah, yeah. And it's like one of these people is just trying to get by. One of these people is a one of these nightmare. people is the landlord like, in this situation. And the landlord's yeah, always the yes. the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so we watch some real to real pornography that the women have uh, edited by splicing, which is so laborious. Although I is don't you just tape it? But you have to watch it and find the scene and then splice it. Oh, yeah. It w- it didn't seem like, long. It seemed like it was a, a th- it seemed like it was a thirty minute video. Yeah, I mean a one a one reeler is probably half an hour. Yeah, but still, like 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 you had to put that through a splicing machine, or they like did it by hand and just like just cut it and tape it. The film. 
Yeah, but I'm saying that, like, you had to look frame by frame through the sex and be like, okay, there's boobs, clip, and then spin, 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 spin. Okay, now they're done, cut, splice. It's a lot more work, is all I'm saying. I agree. But it also, it's weird for a bunch of straight dudes to sit around watching Born together without the express intent of doing some stuff. Yeah, it is an odd choice. I At least a little over that. the pants, something. Like, something. Come on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Unless it was, like, something particularly odd, like, maybe it's like a... I remember seeing someone uploaded to YouTube. It was not there very long, but it was all of the not sex parts of the Seinfeld board parody. I didn't know that was, was a thing. Yeah, there was a run when I was in college where like every major sitcom got a porn parody. But the Seinfeld one, I remember seeing this upload to to YouTube uh, back in the Wild West days when people just put stuff up there. And I was shocked. Before it became at, a like, platform with a capital P. Yeah, it was shockingly well written. Like clearly whomever was writing the jokes liked Seinfeld. Yeah. Well, isn't the, the porn parody of Pirates of the Caribbean like one of the most expensive pornographies ever made? I don't think it's a parody of Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just a porn film called Pirates. Because, and the reason I'm so well-versed on this one is because the Maryland Student Union was going to play it. And the, yeah, it was going to be like, they brought in someone. I made a face. That's uh, why he said, yeah, by the way. I was really, this is a not visual yeah. medium. They, they were going to play it in the theater on campus. And they were going to have a talk by like a sex, a sex health, sexual health related talk to go with this. Yeah, but it was that's like, cool. Kind of, kind of this attention everything. Well, uh, the Maryland state legislature did not think it was cool because they threatened to pull the university's funding if they let it happen. And so they did not do it. Wow. Yeah. So I assume there were, did you, did you have to write an article about it happening then? I, I don't think I was at the paper yet, but I was like, my friends and I were like, I mean, this is very weird to go watch porn together, but we should probably go see if this porn in a the theater, right? Like, it would be a very odd experience. Yeah. Like, many people were planning to go, and then obviously we didn't. Uh, but yeah, they threatened to pool funding at the university, so other people wrote about it. Just I mean, that, seemed, that, that tracks for, for government. Every part about it tracks, yeah. But I thought it was Pirates uh, so, of the Caribbean, it was like actually like filmed on like a like a pirate boat. It's filmed on. It is filmed on a boat and costs millions and millions of dollars. It was like a. It's a regular movie. They 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 believe they released a non porn cut of it to actual theaters at some point. Wow. And I think maybe they ended up playing that at school. I think it was maybe okay. the thing. Um. But yeah. Um. Yeah. So very very expensive, but not a parody as far as I'm aware. Um. So we're watching the real world porn, and then we cut to the the sex workers showing up at the uh, with wedding with Debbie Joe by Debbie with Wendy yeah. Joe. <laughs> yes, yes. Who like? There's a knock on the door. The two sex workers start talking. She is like, "I'm Doctor Tina," and she's like making a face like, "And I don't know who these women are." Please she's like, help me. she's wearing white gloves and a skirt suit. Yes. It's very, it's very yes. that vibes. Skirts like pastel yeah. skirt suits and gloves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the two sex workers come in and they're like, "Oh, I guess it's one of these parties, huh?" Like, yeah, here we go again. And then they undress to lingerie and we have a whip and a uh, plug-in vibrator and we're just like, "All right, a show is coming, whether you want it or not." That's the they part came that in hot. Believe. Yeah, it's like they they come in at an eleven, and not one woman at this party is like, "Excuse me, what's going on? What are you doing?" Like all, all of these prim and proper ladies, you'd think one of them might be like, "Hey, I'm sorry, what's happening right now?" See, I would have, 
this is not the movie. This is not this movie. If like the sex workers got there, realized that they had been pl- like, oh, they're trying to, someone's trying to pull a fast one on this groom. Let's yeah, pl- yeah. Let's play along and we're friends of the bride. And suddenly they're like yeah. eating tea sandwiches and like, oh, I work with her. And just like the trick is just point across the room and be like, oh, I know, I know them. And then you wave and they kind of give a confused wave and like, that's who I know. I I would like them to pull like very fetishy black gloves out and like, they're like, well, okay. And they're just like wearing these wrong colored gloves. Yes. And, and, you know, being prim and proper. It's a funnier joke, I think. But then the rest of the movie doesn't happen. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cole shows up to Tom Hanks's bachelor party and he's he's trying to get him to take his Porsche. So they send uh, Rudy, the oil drinker from before, to, to go mess with the Porsche. Actually, so there, I don't know. I wrote this note down here and then after wrote Chekhov's mechanic. So I don't know where it happens, but Adrian Z- Zemed. Yeah. Um, it's again, it's a lot of bits in this movie feel sort of Mel Brooksy, National Lampoony. And so he's. Adrian Zemed is like take goes up a few steps into this like landing and turns around to the group that is behind the camera, and he's like says I'm like ah this is what how are you enjoying the how are you enjoying the party, and then like pretzels and popcorn and stuff get thrown at him, and then yes, someone throws a can good. at him, and he catches it and sips out of it and tosses it over his shoulder, and it's just like the smoothest catch and I was like whoa buddy. Yeah, I I was genuinely genuinely curious if that was on purpose or just a happy accident that they had. I'm thinking happy accident. Yeah, because the can must be empty for safety purposes. Yeah. So throwing it with any level of accuracy is much di- more difficult, yeah. Um so the car gets 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 disappeared by Rudy. Meanwhile, the ladies are well, getting There's also a really funny like another video uh video game show a uh, game show moment where uh Tom Hanks is like, should I take Debbie oh, or should yeah, I take yeah. the car? And all the guys are like being the audience <laughs> members like, take the car, take Debbie. What's the mileage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the, and he starts talking about the the low mileage and stuff. Um, the fact that this Cole guy thinks that this plan will work is so strange to me. I, yeah, he, he, I'm like, he needs to be dumber know, then. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he escalates to trying to murder Tom Hanks. With a crossbow at the party. Yes. yes. Uh yeah, so you'd think he would, like, have been less chill in these early parts, but whatever. Uh, yeah. The ladies go to Chippendales, which is a really fun bit of business. And uh, surprisingly, they're not naked men, but you see a lot more than I was expecting. It's like, just... I was hoping for more butt. Yeah, yeah. I You know, it was the 80s. I know. I mean, I know they made this movie for boys, but, like, yeah. I wanted more butt. And it's also cute yeah. that the Chippendales guys have backup dancers. Like, I've seen a lot of, like... <laughs> like burlesque strippy stuff and i'm like i've never seen yeah. backup dancers before that's cute yeah yeah it's a good it's a good ad uh, you know you get some nice business here the tina the doctor uh is it mary joe wendy joe wendy joe she gets she gets like reluctantly pulled so, in like, and then is like into it it's here's the thing stuff. i know this is movie world and like obviously wendy joe is going to let loose because that's the kind of actress comedian she yeah. is but like Consent is a is a key thing in this sort of a performance space between audience and person and and performer. Yeah. Consent is a big I thing. Got, I got the impression that her reluctance was like dad on vacation. Like, well, all right, someone has to volunteer, and not actually, I don't want to do this. That was my read of the performance. I mean, yeah, I think yes, because it is movie world, and like we know that Wendy Joe is going to yeah. end up being like. Ooh! Yeah, but like, yeah. 
in a real performancey space like this, like you you read the room. If you go to touch someone yeah. and they recoil, you just you you pull away and you go to someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we meet your favorite character in the movie, Nick the Dick. I ha- I have to say, this is the best on off screen dick ever. Like <laughs> it's very everything good. about like the sound design and like the framing, everything about him, like this is perfect. Because again, yes. they get a little, they give a little clap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he they he's like, uh, well, I can we see it? And he unzips, and it is like you know a uh, hose unfurling from the man's pants. And Tom Hanks looks genuinely impressed. It's like a really great like, oh wow, yeah, you're you're a blessed individual. Oh boy. Huh? They do a hot dog bun gag here. Actually, also very funny. Uh, the the Nick the Dick. I don't you. I don't know if I remember to, if I ever told you this thing, but the Eagles quarterback who won the Super Bowl, Nick Foles, mm-hmm. allegedly has a hammer. Oh, did it leak? And uh, no pictures, but just it was like a like a hey, you know who's got the biggest hammer? And it was like oh, they call him Big Nick, Big Dick Nick for a reason. And that was like what. Other people, like, they asked that question to other members of the team who all did, like, a <coughs> no comment <coughs> kind of response. Y'all are in the so same locker room. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, d- the bit that I was doing is, like, no comment. Like, I'm not going to on the record tell oh. you that my teammate has a big peen. But it was, like, a <coughs> no comment. <coughs> gotcha. Like that. I wasn't actually coughing. That was a, that was a performance base. No, no, but that's what I mean. Like, I, I thought you were saying, like, they, I was like, y'all are in the same locker room. It's not gay. No, it was like a, it was like a, I, out of respect for my t- teammates' privacy, I cannot possibly tell you that. But, uh, so anyway, uh, Nick and Big Dicks runs in the, right there in the name. Huh. But this culminates in, uh, Debbie's mother. Everybody takes their, you know, things off the tray. He's got his hog in a, in a hot dog bun and she's like trying to pull it and can't. And this goes on for like an excruciating uh, too long. time. Where it's like, like oh unless all God. the dicks are shaped like hot dogs, which feels like yes. a funny bit for a strip club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she she's got a handful of this hog and is trying to trying to pull it to her plate and just cannot. Yeah, it's crazy. Later, there's a nice bit where she's like shell shocked and she's like, "It was in this palm," and she's just staring at her hand a, like a like strange a man's penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the cousin also spots the the bachelor crew. Yes. And so she she hatches a plan for revenge. She's she's like very very man you know man hater in this in this way in this movie. Uh, and then uh, it's funny because we do see Wendy Joe let loose and go crazy and like bite the the stripper's thong off. Yeah, or no, it's a loincloth that reveals a thong. And yeah. her husband, the doctor, gets who also the doctor uh, gets mad. And then he has full on sex with at least one woman, yeah. which is like way worse. That's yeah. a very different thing, buddy. Yeah, uh, really uncomfortable bit with an Indian gentleman. Who yeah, is like there's like a Gandhi joke that sucks. It's just like I don't know why this is in the movie, but he's a pimp. Uh, and and what honestly is the biggest uh, like that part sucks. But my biggest disappointment with the scene is like from a movie watching standpoint is we introduce this giant dude who is like the big tough guy, and then he's in one scene later where he doesn't do tough guy stuff. I was like, oh, I would. He's love gonna to crack a watermelon or like a walnut yeah. with his hands or something. Throw a dude out a window or something. He's gonna like, eat give glass. Me the fresh prince here. Yeah, nothing. Um, so we cut back to the hotel and. Uh, uh, Brad, the the long lost friend, is trying to drown himself in the bathtub, but like from the side. Yeah, it's 
I, there's a lot of suicide jokes in the movie that I didn't love, love. Yeah. So, yeah, I you know, you can't really make those jokes anymore. But it's to me, it's like better off dead with just like the absurdity of the situations in which he's trying to kill himself is, is yeah. funny. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I think I think if this movie were more in the in the goofier, better off dead side of things, I think obviously yeah. those jokes land better. Like with Heathers, like those things land better when you know you're not in the yeah. real world firmly. It's it's very funny to me because like you know I obviously Heather's didn't land for me but like Heather's feels sad and dark and this like he's kind of cut his wrist with an electric shaver I was that like, I did like okay that one got me that got me um uh, meanwhile um Seinfeld guy Rudy is eating like three thousand dollars worth of candy bars in the hotel lobby but he's like opening them taking one bite and putting them back which is a weird move like just eat yes, the whole thing. And, and, yeah, well, I think he's trying to avoid paying for them. I obviously, but like it'd be funnier. I think it's funnier if it cuts back and it's just a, a tray of wrappers. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, he, he tells the portion like he tells Cole like, "Oh, hey, your car's out front and it's painted with like r- like flames and racing stripes and Cole's name." Yeah, uh, and there's like a volcano with like uh, palm trees on the side too. Yeah. Uh, very good and stupid. Uh, we come back to the room. There are very many sex workers in it. Where are Tom? Then, so it's weird. We cut to the room. Yes. And then we cut to the lobby. And then we cut back to the room. And Adrian Zamuda and Zamata. 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 Z-M-E-D-A. Zamata and Tom Hanks are walking back into the hotel room. And I'm like, from where though? Were you getting ice? I assumed I assumed Chippendales and there was like a distract him sort of vibe coming off the thing. But yeah, it is weird. No, because they're in the room. Because th- he talks to the friend in the bathroom. The guy trying to cut a- kill himself. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, they probably, like, it was probably edited and just like ad- but edited in an odd sequence. But it, yeah. yeah, it is weird. Um, There's this awesome band that I'm comes in that I meant. I'm obsessed with this band. <laughs> I meant to stay through the credits and get their name, and I forgot to do it. But they they're dressed like a fifties or sixties girl group, like a. a d- it's d- like a very B fifty twos energy. Yeah, that's a great that's a great way to put like, it. Like weirdo rock. I don't know what the, the there's whatever that. Yeah, weirdo rock is exactly the B fifty twos. That is exactly what they are. Uh, yeah, no, that's exactly it. Uh, so, but they they come in and they're like like just this fun party band, but also they have a, a wild vibe. Uh, the older brother cheats on his wife at this point, And we have just like an out of control raging party happening. It feels more at this point, it feels less bachelor party, more college party. And then yes, later yeah. it starts to feel like a high school. It's, I feel like it, it just dig- regresses to being like, now it's a high school party. Yes. We're just like, doesn't really feel sexy. Yeah. Cause there's like, at one point, like a group of people knocks on the door, like we heard your band. Can we join the party? And they're like, yeah, have fun. And it's like, huh? Wait, what? It's just a party a party, I energy. guess. Yeah. Uh, we have a man in a dress because yeah. that's funny. This is, this, yeah. I was like, uh, oh, this is going to be really bad. And it, don't get me wrong. It's not good, but it's not as bad as I was. Yes. It, it is not as <laughs> shitty as it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is, uh, I don't know. What what color that is in the in the metals lineup? Rust. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. It's like we know where this is going to end up, and it's just like how bad is it going to end up there? And it's like because eh, first I was like I was like because it's not explicit. I was like I think that's a man. In, I was like I've, as someone who's seen a lot of men in dresses, yeah, I think that's yeah. what this is. But then they, I was like and I I was like oh I guess we are, are they going to split spell it out? So maybe maybe I'm wrong. 
so it was like I was like, there's there's a couple ways this go. This could just be it is played by a man in a dress, but it's clearly supposed to be a woman, and it's just like it was a very big woman, and Gary is very small, and then, and that's like, the joke. The the joke is like sh- the the woman is huge and the man is tiny is like the joke, and it's like okay, I've Danny seen DeVito that and Dot that's- Marie Jones. Yeah, yeah. There's a joke. There's a joke like that in Deuce Bigelow, where like the woman is so big, she's she's too tall to be on screen. Snoo snoo. Remember that? I, I yeah, basically. I've never I've never seen that movie. You've never seen? I thought we watched Deuce Bigelow in our like time frame of watching like that. Dickie Roberts, all these shitty. things. It's entirely movies. possible we did. I have no memory of it. Well, I I just remember there being a gag. Like the gag was like Rob Schneider is on screen, and the woman you only see like the bottom of her dress because she's like nine feet tall. Yeah. Like, oh, that's joke. fun. And, like, she's huge. Uh, so I was like, okay, maybe it's that. And then it's like, later, we're in the bathroom with Gary, and I'm like, okay, so... Here the, it comes. The person dressed like a woman is going to pee standing up, and it's going to be a problem. That's exactly what the joke is. And then the cutaway is, like, Gary washing himself and, like, spitting water out. And I was like, all right, like, this could be worse. But also, <laughs> it's like... not great. What happened, Gary, that you didn't know that? What actually happened yeah. in that bed? Yeah, Girl. it's like... <laughs> Did he just make out? Because like, because he comes in penis. being like, "I'm in love." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is like everything about his energy coming in is like, I just had sex." Like, yes, lo- like yes. Hey Alexa, play the Lonely Island. Like, yeah. And then uh, he and he's like, "Oh, I didn't know that this was." So earlier, there's a bit where one of the guys is trying to purchase a hand job explicitly. Was that Gary? I think maybe it was that, Gary. This is. Okay, so maybe it was just a hand job, and that's why. That's sad. No. If if that's your reaction to a hand job, <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you that hey, is sad. You, we like to talk about how characters are coded. I don't know if I need to tell you this explicitly, but I guess I do. Gary is coded as a guy who doesn't have sex very often. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Brad tries to cut his wrist with a shaver. That's pretty solid. Um. We we have a we have a good gag here where Zameda Adrian Zameda is like, hey Tom Hanks, I got your old girlfriend. She's in there waiting for you naked, which is like a ludicrous sentence, but it is true. It's like, bonkers. He does open the door. Yeah, like because I was I, my note was we all know Hanks isn't gonna cheat on Debbie, and then I was like, right, and then he walks right. in the room, and I was like, wait a minute, he's not. Yeah. He walked in the room. Like, and isn't immediately like, put your clothes on. This isn't hat. Like, I was like, oh no, yeah. wait a minute, there's conflict. But it's even better because this weird changing head gag is amazing. I, it's worth it for that. So it's like, first it's Debbie who's like, I thought you said you wouldn't do this. And then it's the brother who's like, hey, well, look at this body. You don't want this. And, it, it was <laughs> and then a nun. Really well done. Yeah, really good. Really, really good. And surprisingly, like, good special effects for this Yeah, movie, shockingly. No budget. Yeah. I was I was impressed. It's, it's one of the funnier gags of the movie. I agree. Uh, meanwhile, Cole's across the street setting up a crossbow at a different hotel. Buckwild. Yeah, just like a truly bonkers. Oh, they also, we cut to uh, two of the guys who I think, I think one of them is the brother try, trying to get a donkey because someone's going to yes, have sex with yes, a donkey. And I was like it, flabbergasted. And then I remembered that yes. I'm pretty sure this happens in the book Wicked too. There's a donkey show in the yes. book Wicked? The book Wicked is not the musical Wicked, like, to the point yeah, where they should not like share a, 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 a title. Like, <laughs> there's a gag in Clerks 2 about a donkey show that gets, like, further along. And, like, there's this, we- like, the the weird energy, like, this is allegedly something you can see in Tijuana. I don't know. That's, I've never that's been the Tijuana. joke, yeah. 
I would not I would not go to this where I in Tijuana for a number of reasons that would make <laughs> me very sad. Uh but like this we talked about this a little bit in stripes where it's like it's I hesitate to say that this is fine if it's your thing because I don't I don't think I, this I is think fine if I it's don't think thing. I think for the, the animal it's not because yeah it's yeah, animal it's cruelty like, it's so. not okay yeah I, I don't I don't think this is fine if it's your thing uh if if you if it's your thing that's that's not okay to me uh but I also think that it is like an extremely 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 niche thing like with the stripes we're talking about mud wrestling which like isn't my thing but it's, i wouldn't be horrified by it right like i'm not horrified by the idea of naked mud wrestling it's just not something that does it for me yeah. i don't need it thank you this i feel <laughs> is a way more niche act and they're just like oh yeah this party will love it and then the party does in fact it's love so it. weird they're all like, yeah, I want to see this lady fuck a donkey. And I'm like, no, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain that that is in the book Wicked, too. At the Philosophy okay. Club is what the sex club is called. Okay, well, uh, note to self, don't read Wicked. The, the, the book Wicked is like a political thriller. About a wi- about the Wicked Witch? Yeah, so, so you know how in, in the musical it's like, she learns that the wizard is a fraud and like spends the rest of her life like yeah 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 sort of fighting him in the book she's like leads a regime against the dictator of wow the okay. wizard and it's like reagan like clearly the it's like mccarthyism and reagan and like okay, shitty republicans right. and like there's a lot more in the book wicked very different yeah very very different that's that's for sure uh so while Cole is setting up his thing and this donkey is being procured, the the ladies sh- dress up as sex workers and show up at the hotel in like wigs and, then, and lingerie. It's very fun yes. and silly. Yeah, it feels it like super silly. the old there the, a weird version of that like old timey photo booth thing that's at every boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing: in this the, so the gag is like they end up in a room full of Japanese businessmen who thought that they were getting prostitutes and are like you know ready to have sex all sorts of ac- sexual activity isn't it funnier if they come to the party and then they're just like oh this is just a fun party and everybody has a fun time like i, I think, think it's so. funnier i think that's okay. a lot funnier it's like setting aside the like you know it's the racism not and the, of, everything yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah it's a pretty racist depiction of the japanese men but like <laughs> it's just way funnier to me if they show up at the party and then they're like Oh, this looks fun. Like, this doesn't... Like, nothing bad seems to be happening here. Everyone just seems to be having a good time. Or they show up at the party trying to be hookers and sex workers, and they're like, hey, big boy, you wanna... And they're like, you wanna dance? Yeah, exactly. Do you use a punch? Anyway. Like, I think that's the even funnier version, where they're like, they're trying to make it happen, and it's like, no, that's not the vibe. And and cut to, like, the moms doing keg stands. Like, that'd be good. I love that energy. Or mom takes a pot brownie and doesn't know it. Yeah, yeah. Give me any 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 number of these. Uh, instead, so they get dropped off uh, in in the hotel room with them, and then the uh, donkey starts eating all of the drugs in the room. Or am I jumping ahead too far? Uh, I guess so, it's a little it's a little little ahead. Yeah, a little sorry. a little ahead. Um, because that's right. So they, first, they have to deal with the coal problem. Yeah, first they go to deal with the coal problem, and they bring um the the ex-girlfriend yeah to seduce him and their plan is that she'll knock on the door in her lingerie and be like take me and 
his response is just to pull her in the room and it's like, hey, you should have a question. Just yeah, a question yes. at this point. Like, yeah, maybe more, but one is good. <laughs> he operates with like a 17 year old boy who's like, yep, this is exactly how I was always told this would happen. No questions. No notes. So then they it's I, I like I love when I write notes. And as I'm writing, I look over the screen and I'm like, well, this note is useless now. And then I have to like amend it because they yeah. they strip him naked and like wrap him up in sheets and dangle him out the window. It's a good bit. And so like, you, but like you can see it, it looks like he's wearing one of those high cut leotards. Yes. Because you can see uh-huh. like leg all the way up. And I was like, he's naked and we can't see his goddamn butt. This is some <laughs> bullshit. And as I'm writing that, we cut to a couple we've never seen before in a hotel room. And I was like, yes. oh, well, let me just scratch that out because hang on. And <laughs> two seconds later, the man goes, let me open the window. There's supposed to be a beautiful moon tonight. And I was like, well, here we go. Yep. Yep. Good bit. Good bit. I would argue that this butt and then the fact that it gets kissed later is probably equal to the amount of breasts you get in this movie in terms of male, female. Slightly less. There's slightly less butt than breast. There's more breast in this Yeah, movie. yeah. I'm just saying no breast gets kissed, but this butt... That's true. That's kissed. true. Okay, that's true. So we're weighing things on a scale, that's all. Um, this couple, by the way, who is kissing in the hotel room, it has the worst on-screen kiss I've ever seen. It looks like... Uh, the man looks like he's trying to chew on her chin. Yeah, it's not good. They, I feel like they were just randoms. They were not... They was, this was not yeah. a casting situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they then we cut to them out in their car because the, they're all horrified. It, it seems like this is gonna be the first time they have sex. Yes. And so they're sitting in the car as he's dangling down the window, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I was I thought he was gonna crash onto the windshield. Yes. I thought it was yeah. gonna be ham on the windshield, and then yeah. he's then he goes. But a better joke. A much better joke because the guy goes, "Let me get you some air," and I was like, "Oh, wait a minute!" And he opens the sunroof and then butt through the sunroof and they kiss it. By mistake. So good. So good. They, they, they're going to kiss each other, and instead they kiss either side of this man's butt. It's great. So Cole's crying to the dad. Meanwhile, the donkey arrives. Not his uh, dad. The dad. No, yeah, the dad. Yes, yes. Um, the, so this lady's doing like a very... The lady dancing around the mule is doing a burlesque show. She's got like fans, and she just keeps... She's got a lot, of, a lot of pasties. A lot of showmanship here. Yeah, and she's like dancing around and around the thing. But the weird thing to me is like, I would think that you would need the woman and the donkey to be a package deal, not just like I will acquire the donkey and you come. Like, right? Like this also. This is you would this think is it is donkey. weird that it's like you bring me a donkey and I'll do anything to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, she's got that exact voice because of all of the cigars that she smokes. You would think and she so, supplies the donkey, at least. Yeah, I would think that you would pay a premium to the woman because she also brings a donkey. Uh, so they, she's like dancing around it. And then meanwhile, the donkey starts eating chips. And I was like, my buddy, that's me. That's my party, man. Just a big bowl of chips. And then he sees and those the are ruffles and too. like, actually, yeah, they are. It's a good chip. And then, uh, no dip, but, you know, beggars and choosers. But then the donkey sees the drugs and is like, ah, my favorite, and just starts eating the pills on the and table. And snorting the and coke? I, I assume that the pills were just, like, the capsules with nothing in them. But there's also a world in which this donkey actually just ate a bunch of drugs. Or they could have been, like, Tic Tacs. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're, like, the little capsule guys. They have, like, different colors. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, uh, on a table from that distance, it's hard to tell. 
Yeah, we we it it was much like we've joked about before of just like pill drugs at a party. It was always just like a loose a pile menagerie of colors, and it's just like, what are these? I was like, I don't know. Some are uppers, some are downers, some are quaaludes, some like, are candy we corn. Need, <laughs> we need one of those little containers with different like a like a crudite. <laughs> the crudite. Here's the carrots, here's the celery, here's the tomatoes. Here's the radishes. the pills separated. Yeah, with little labels in there. Tell me what this drug is. Who's just taking mystery pills? I mean, I feel like a lot of people do that. We aren't, we're Apparently. not those people. Apparently. Uh, so the dad, the dad arrives, sees the donkey show. He's obviously horrified. Uh, Adrian's mate is like, I'll take care of this. Go in the back bedroom. There's a phone. You can make your phone call. And then he sends 17 sex workers in. After and he grabs his camera because he brought his camera to the party. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's also been topless for a lot of this movie. He's got a nice little body. Yeah, 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 he is. He is. He's like 80s good shape as opposed to Marvel good shape. Yes, exactly. Uh, so the, the the mule's dead. We have to carry it out of the room. It's and so stick, weird. And they stick it in the elevator and they're like, all right, problem solved. <laughs> so, not really that similar, but similar energy. Um, uh, th- this YouTuber, comedian, writer that I like, Mamrie Hart, said that her her mom came to one of her shows and they were, she was staying in a hotel that like had a like a museum art exhibit in like the lobby mm-hmm. area and she goes so i came back to my room after, after like my mom would do her thing i came back to the room she took a penguin from the art museum exhibit and brought it back to the room <laughs> and i was like you can't just take that and she was like what she's like it's part of the art like what are you doing and she was like i have a plan and her plan was put it in the elevator and hit l and just sent it down to the lobby <laughs> It's exactly this. The mom has seen Bachelor Party very clearly. Yeah. I mean, Mamrie's dad was uh, an actor in the 80s. He was apparently in Silver Bullet, so. Oh, okay. Uh, so the ladies are, like, trying to get away from the Japanese businessman, and Eileen is like, don't worry, I'll take care of this. And her plan to take care of it is like, I think she's just going to have sex with She's just going to have sex. Because she says, I'll hold him off. You all, you ladies yeah. leave. So Eileen, the one who's a man-hater, has secretly been harboring a desire for an eight-on-one situation. Uh-huh. And so this is where the ladies, or not the ladies, because the ladies are, see the donkey, and most of them leave, and then... Yes. Ga- ba- Gabby? No. Debbie. Debbie. I was like, it's written in my notes. Debbie sees the, like, the room number signs, and is like, I'm going to the party. And this is where I was like, it just feels like a, high, a rager high school party. It feels like Project X. Yeah. Like, Yeah, exactly. So the the guys see her and they're like, oh, no. And I'm like, I don't know why you're saying, oh, no, nothing on like nothing bad is this is just a party. Like some of the people aren't wearing all of their clothes, but it is not like the worst thing in the world. It's not an orgy happening. Uh, So Tom Hanks says, go talk to her like you've never met her before and send her to the back bedroom. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fun little bit of subterfuge. This is cute. But then like he doesn't play it right Right. to say, like, I know it's you. Like he should it should have ended with him flicking on the light and being like, gotcha. Or, or like the the other thing I thought would make sense is like he's a, he's faking asleep in the bed or he's like laying down in the bed. He's like, guys, I told you, like I'm just tired. Like, please have fun, but I'm done. Like, it's been a great party. You guys have done a great job. But like, you have your phone with your ladies and stuff. I'm going to bed. I'm getting married to Debbie tomorrow or t- whatever day. It doesn't say it's tomorrow. But no, he does this. He does. He plays this as bad as you could play it for not having done anything wrong. He plays it exactly the worst. Like he just plays along the whole time. 
And then she's like, you pig. And he's like, I knew it was you. And I was like, yeah, but you need to, you need to show that. Pull the wig yeah. off. Turn on the light. Yes, yes exactly. Uh, so the there's a big misunderstanding. They kind of like solve this in 90 seconds because the movie's almost over. Uh, the, the, she finds the dad in the back bedroom. That's the whole the kerfuffle. Then the cops show up with the other fake Frank Oz. And now the party's getting broken up. There's and the cops just let everyone cop. scatter. You know, there's a good bit where he's like standing in the hallway trying to catch people and just missing them all as if they're playing Red Rover or something. <laughs> uh, and so then the, uh, the, the great button on the end of the joke is the room is the room is trashed and empty. And it's just like over the shoulder of the hotel manager. And then all of a sudden, after a few seconds, the piano collapses. And I was like, that yes. was that's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. A good, a good, nice, like thunderous key sound, too. Uh, so this is when uh, Wendy Joe beats up the Tom Hanks's brother. It's, it's great. Really great. She like she sees him being carried away holding another woman's hand. And she's like, just beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. She, What'd you say, she, Stanley? She, What'd you say? <laughs> First, she does like an assisted drop kick to one cop and then a judo throw over her shoulder of the other cop who had been lifting her. And then she's just wailing on the brother. It's very, it's very brilliant. good business. Uh, but th- this is the part where it's like there's an extra scene in this movie that doesn't need to be here. Mm-hmm. And it's the scene where Cole is like, I know what I should do. Kidnap Debbie. Although, like, hey, honestly, bud, you lost. I thought these sequence, this sequence was really funny. So I would rather yes, lose agreed. something else. And keep yeah, this. Yeah, I, I, that's fine. Like it could have happened earlier or something, but it is a good sequence. I I do like it. But because if you told like, me the movie Bachelor Party was going to end with a '70s cop show car chase, yeah, like I wouldn't yeah. have believed you. Right. So he he like grabs. They get separated in the crowd. He grabs Debbie. He throws a guy out of a city construction vehicle, hijacks it, and then is like fleeing while the guy is like putting cones down. Who just and he's still putting cones down job. as he's like frantically driving. So he like runs to this movie theater that's having a twenty four hour three D film festival, which is a wild. No, it's just a thir- thing, it's just a thirty six would... uh, theater. It's 36- a thirty six. It is a thirty. It is a 36 screen theater, but the sign on top of it says 24 hour 3D film. Festival. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. So it's a 36 screen movie theater. And I do love because I have encountered this situation before. They like, so Hanks and the gang is chasing Debbie and Cole. Debbie and Cole have gone into a theater. And also, like Debbie's not screaming for help enough. Yeah, exactly. She's very relaxed about this, but they go to figure out, they go to look at the map of how the theaters are laid out, and it's complete gobbledygook. It looks like Wonderland. Yeah. This way, that way. I've seen this before. Yeah. It's like, for some reason, if you go left, it's theaters two, four, and six, and if you go right, it's every other theater. Why is two, four, and six down this weird hallway? I don't know. Well, it's better than when I went to see uh, Multiverse of Madness, and not one person scanned my ticket, because I walked confidently to the (laughs) snack bar, and then there were no labels on any theater of, like, what was playing in the theater, and I was like, well, I'm gonna, I heard someone talk about Scarlet Witch, so I'm gonna follow them, hoping for the best. <laughs> well, luckily for you, at this time, every theater was showing that movie. So it was it was 19 showings of that and then one single showing of whatever family movie was also out. No, actually, I think it was I mean, this is not a big theater. I think it was there's only like two screen. There were only two theaters showing want. I keep wanting to say WandaVision <laughs> multiverse. Uh, there's also a good gag here where they're like running down the theater hallway and it's like they open the door of a theater and it's one guy in a broom closet with the TV in front of him. And they're like, yeah. Oh, it's a small theater. I like that. that. Good. 
And then we get this, the I like this a whole bit of the end where they become an accidental shadow cast for this 3D movie yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, it's really well done. And clearly like film, the movie is filmed for this. It yeah. looks, you know, like that really, really funny stuff. Uh, very, very silly, but good. And like, I love the gag where like, First, Cole gets thrown into this guy's lap, and then he jumps back at Hanks, and then Hanks goes into his lap and comes back, and the guy says to the lady with him, he's like, wow, this is the best 3D I've ever seen. She's like, I don't know, I've seen better, and she promptly gets actually punched in the face. That is, I was like, that is a perfect joke. That is a perfect joke. Yeah, really, really funny. And she's like, wow, this really is accurate. It was was delightfully silly. And then it ends with uh, the bus coming through the screen. A la the Muppets. (laughs) Yeah, at the end of Muppet Vision. Yeah, yeah, this is very Muppet Vision 3D. Uh, so we cut and we're doing uh, the the wedding ceremony. And, you know, will you kiss this? You know, you may now kiss the bride. And then Hanks is like, actually, I got one thing. And he grabs the egg beater, which is a fun little. I thought he was going to get the wig. Like, I was like, is he grabbing the wig? Oh, that would have been fun, too. Uh, so we hop on the we hop on the car that's being driven by the formerly suicidal Brad, who now seems to have his shit together. And the back of the car, instead of saying just married, it says just had sex or and just then, having or sex, just having sex. And then ludicrously, the final audible line in this movie is lay the pipe, Rick. <laughs> and then that's the end of the movie. It's weird. Calling back to them, like yelling that line while trying to watch the porno, which is very strange. Would you recommend this? I'm very, I honestly don't. I usually feel like I know the answer to that question, and I don't. Honestly, it's not bad. It's not too long. Yeah. It's not. It's not too long. It's not terrible. Obviously, I don't love the the homophobia, transphobia, whatever, whatever you want to call it, yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever flavor yeah, of hatred you yeah, want to call I, it. I don't know what to categorize it as, but it certainly sucks. Yeah, that's it's that's it's it's like a what do they say about pornography? I don't know what it is, but I, I know, know when, it when I, I see it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to define this, but I know it's bad. Yeah, um, yeah I also would recommend this. Though. There's several funny oh, moments. I don't cut you off. Yeah, it's it's funnier than I expected it to be, and it's more way more clever than I expected it to be. I yes. was expecting this to be a lot more base. Um, Hanks is always great, but he like this is my fa- this is a, a, a Hanks energy I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would I would recommend this too. I think it's 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 shockingly still pretty funny, and like the stuff that you think is going to be really bad in it isn't. Like I was like, oh, this donkey it's, thing. It's could be bad, really but bad. it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah, I was like, oh, this donkey thing could be a nightmare. Oh no, it's just like the the gag is the donkey is dead and they have to deal with it. So. Yeah, I would uh, I would recommend this. I think it's worth your time. Unfortunately, it is not streaming anywhere. No. I had to get this on DVD from the library. <laughs> <laughs> I had to request a bachelor party. It feels prime for like Tubi or Crackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like you know, it seems like a, a movie that they that they you, you feel like oh they could remake this. And it's like yeah, they did. It's The Hangover. They made three of them. They all made hundreds of millions of dollars. There were three Hangovers. Uh huh. I didn't know that until recently either. But yes, there is a third one. Is the second one the one that takes place in like China, or is that the third one? I think it might be Thailand, but I don't yes. think there's not uh, a, a China I, and a Thailand. There's a, a I yeah yeah I I don't know I'm not really sure, but yes, one of them does take place there. I'm not sure what the deal <laughs> is. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to the show. If you haven't done it, please go review it. Uh, we read those on the air, and it's been a while, so go to the. Um, apple podcast app and do your review there we get those sent to us so we can do those easily if you don't do it in apple podcasts then please uh send us a screenshot dissecting the 80s at gmail.com 
Uh, follow the show on uh, Apple Podcasts, I think is the term you're supposed to use now. They don't use subscribe anymore. They use, they think they use follow, oh. uh, I believe is the term you should do. But you know, subscribe to the show wherever you get it. That always uh, helps us. And uh, check us out on Facebook and at Dissect the 80s on Twitter. And we have a uh, full-length episode on Stripes up on Patreon.com slash the 80s That's the end of Listener Request Month. That just went up uh, last week. So go check that out, too. Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, we were just talking about in this. So a little bit of overlap there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next time. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.